What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, uh, even comment below. Love the interaction with people. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Raw Uncut Sports. Let's talk some motherfucking Mets. Listen, I'm going to start off with the ugly. All right. I want to get the ugly out the way because I really feel like with this Mets team, this 2022 New York Mets team, there's more good than there is bad. So let's get the bad. Let's get the ugly out of the way. Okay. The trade deadline. I'm not 100% upset about what the Mets did at the trade deadline. Okay. They didn't they didn't address their biggest need in this case being the bullpen. Okay. I think they addressed their lineup a little bit. The the bench, they addressed that. Uh getting the right left handers, getting the right right handers in to counter opposing pitchers. Okay. But the bullpen obviously needed some help. And uh, you know, after what Givens looked like yesterday afternoon against the Nationals in the series finale, which, by the way, I wouldn't put a lot of stock into that appearance by Givens. He didn't look very good, obviously, but no left-hander coming out of the bullpen. No acquisition for a left-handed uh, reliever. That's a little bit of a concern for me. Um, you know, I'm really surprised they didn't go after a bullpen arm especially a left-hander. I'm really surprised at that. But when I sit back and I think about the Mets, I also think about the Braves from last season, okay? Their bullpen was not this great shutdown bullpen. They were actually mediocre and not doing so well all the way through about mid-August. And then in September and obviously October and their run, all the way to the World Series, that bullpen was what they call themselves. Uh, they 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 call themselves the uh, the graveyard shift. So they came in late in games and they shut shit down. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that the bullpen is complete trash. Who's to say that this bullpen cannot turn it around? Especially guys like. Trevor May, um, Drew Smith, Seth Lugo, although he's looked a little better as of late. I don't think the, the bullpen is that terrible. It's obviously not that good. But, again, who's to say that the bullpen can't all of a sudden find it and just play this great brand of relief pitching? Because everywhere else, the Mets are good. The starter pitching is freaking solid in my eyes. The starting lineup is good. The bench is better. I mean, we can say maybe catcher. The catcher position is still up in the air. But I'll tell you what. Tomas Nito has... He's putting the wood on the ball. Like He's batting a little better. I know that the, maybe the batting average doesn't look like it. And by the way, when the fuck did we start disrespecting the batting average? That's what I want to know. So, you know, there's a lot of, again, a lot of 
good going on with the New York Mets. Um, you know, that's my take on the bullpen. I think that these guys will turn it around. Um, we still have the best closer in baseball. So as long as we build some type of bridge, you know, we only need a few guys to get hot out of the bullpen. And once that happens, um, you know, things things just kind of start falling in place. So I, I have no doubt. Um, and, you know, another thing with, with Trevor May, he said something yesterday along the lines of um, FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And I think that's really true what he said about the fear of missing out because for athletes, when you are, you know, Trevor May, let's take him for example. He wasn't pitching that great before he went down with an injury and the Mets have been playing pretty solid. Okay. So now that he comes back, it, you know, I'm sure there's a, a sense of, um, a sense of urgency, a sense a sense of, you know, just wanting to fit in with the rest of the team, being that the team is doing so well and in first place for all of the season so far. And they haven't missed a beat without him. So I'm sure he wants to contribute and be a part of it. He doesn't want to feel left out. Uh, James McCann, another one. So those guys coming back, and these are two guys at two positions that we really need help in. So hopefully this inspires them to do well. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I'm usually not this fucking sunshine positive guy. But, you know, I've watched a lot of sports in my lifetime. And, and you know, sometimes athletes, uh, you know, I, I w or at least I would imagine athletes think like this, right? Like they just don't want to feel left out. So these two guys, they're going to play a really important role down the stretch. And who's to say? Maybe we're getting McCann and May back at a really good time. May looked good yesterday. So uh, I think McCann is activated today for the first game against the Braves. I hear that 50-50 um, is going to be the, you know, uh, splitting the splitting the work with between uh, Nitto and um, and McCann. So let's see how that works out. What else? Five game series against the Braves. I'm not. I'm not scared of the Braves. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I'm expecting four out of five. That's how good I think our starting pitching is because starting pitching, good starting pitching beats good hitting any day of the week. And I believe we have a very solid one through five. Uh, that's not a knock on the Braves. The Braves also have a good rotation. They got a good team. I just don't think they're as good as the Mets have been. We're three and a half games up on the Braves. Uh, this is a good time to kind of you know, push, take one hand off the ledge while they're holding on with the other. So I really, uh, don't get me wrong, I'll take three out of five, obviously. But this is not the most important series of the season for the Mets, being that we still have quite a few games left with the Braves, and we still have about two months left of baseball. So I am not putting all of my eggs in this one basket of five a five game series against the Braves um 
I think the Mets up to this point is 104 games in. I think they've shown us what they're capable of. I think they've shown us that um, they are confident in the team that they have. I think they've shown us that they have no problem sticking to the small ball. They didn't go out and get a huge bat. Um, So this team prides itself in manufacturing runs. They've done it for 104 games this season. And you need a lot of that going into the postseason. This is a team that doesn't strike out a lot. Um, This is a team that has a rotation, uh, one of the better ERAs as a staff on the season. This is a team that has a three and four hitter that have fucking found their groove. Lindor is currently on a 10-game hitting streak. Before the start of this hitting streak, he had a game where he went hitless. And before that game that he was hitless, he was on an 11-game hit streak. So the last 22 games for Francisco Lindor, he has been absolutely playing uh, great baseball at the plate. I tweeted it out earlier, some of his stats. Let me look for them real quick. But, I mean, that's pretty impressive. He's been um, he's been he's been doing very well. So, like I said, an 11 game hit streak, and then one game where he went hitless, and now on a currently on a 10 game hit streak. So his last 22 games, he's got a 3.37 batting average, 4.04 on base percentage, a 1.022 OPS, six home runs, 17 RBIs, five doubles. He's going the other way, and he's finding the gap a lot. One triple, 30 hits, 15 runs. I mean, that's, that's pretty fucking solid. And with Alonzo, he's hitting balls that should be, you know, routine flyouts. He's reaching out in front of the plate. He's halfway swinging like the one yesterday against Anibal uh, Sanchez. The guy is fucking pure power. And I've said it in the past, and I'll continue to say it, and I'll say it for as long as these two are hitting 3-4 in the lineup. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonzo have to just be consistent. They don't have to hit home runs every time. They just have to fucking drive in runners because Nimmo and Marte, who is <clears throat> absolutely playing great baseball, he's fucking killing it in the first inning uh, of games in the season. Those guys are going to get on base. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso just need to drive them in. A single, a double, a triple, a sack fly, a home run, whatever the case may be. They just got to drive in the runs because the opportunities are going to be there. And I'll tell you what, Lindor and Alonzo, they're doing exactly that. Since right before the All-Star break, around that series with the <clears throat> with the Marlins or the, or the Cubs, I mean, they've been fucking killing it. Lindor has been hot. So, uh, you know, an, another two that are... are just have been outstanding at the plate this season is McNeil and Marte. McNeil, uh, Marte hits second damn near every game. I think he's hit six maybe a couple times. McNeil, you can hit that. You can you can bat that guy anywhere, and he's going to fucking hit. I'm not sure we would be as good as we are without either of them. You know what I mean? Like, these guys, both of them are nearly, well, let's see. McNeil's at 302. Marte's batting 299. Uh... 
Marte has a 347 on base. Jeff McNeil, 361. Marte with a 816 OPS. McNeil just under 800. Um, I mean, these guys are... Seriously, I don't know where we would be without either of these guys in the lineup. It's a pleasure having Jeff McNeil. Uh, I've said it before. I, th I think it's all between the guy's ears. I wish he would stop swinging at a first pitch every time uh, the Mets either hit a home run and clear the bases with two outs or one out, and he comes up and he swings at the very first pitch and he flies out to center field or, or pops up to third base or whatever. I wish he was a little more patient. He is sometimes a little too over-aggressive, but seriously, Pete, uh, Pete McNeil, Jeff McNeil, it has been has been just great. Even on the field, he's been great. I, one can say he's been a little better than Lindor has been at shortstop. Uh, Lindor with an error yesterday that uh, Pete Alonso could not save him on that one. But, I mean, altogether, there's not much more I can say. Uh, again, to recap, the Mets bullpen, uh, not terrible, not great, but it's not the end of the world. I think that they can um, rise up a little bit here in the last two months. I've compared them to the Braves bullpen last season. Started off slow, ended up really, really good for that team. So let's hope the Mets can kind of, uh, you know, duplicate that uh, going forward. So, you know, this is, again, this is not the end of the season, this series against the Braves. The Braves are a good team, no doubt. Their fans have become douchebags, I will say that. Uh, even bigger than Philly fans for this season only. All-time career Philly fans, they win that crown. But this season, the Braves fans are just fucking idiots. And uh, they're, they, they are hanging on to that World Series from last season. And I understand it. I get it. You know what I mean? But they're just talking out their ass. Um, so yeah, like I'm saying the, the Braves are a good team, but I, I feel the Mets are a little better and good enough to take four out of five. So that's, that's my stance on this series, four out of five from the Mets. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm expecting. And that's what I think will happen. By the way, I'm looking at the highlight again, Francisco Alvarez crushed a fucking pitch last night that I think they're still looking for the baseball today. Uh, that swing, I'm looking at it right now. That swing was a man's swing. Um, man, let me tell you something. The kids down at the farm are raking from Beatty to Mauricio Vientos, um, Alvarez. I'm glad we kept them all. I mean, do I wish we would have flipped one of them for, you know, a real impact, like a big name. I think that's the only way we were going to flip any of them if we got a big name. Maybe we're saving it for the winter. I don't know. But I, I am going to say that uh, I'm not too worried now if any of these guys, Alvarez or Vientos, is not called up because I think the Mets have addressed their depth at the bench and the DH and all that. The problem is we don't have nobody to call up, call up to be our reliever out the pen. So 
at this point, I'm kind of fine with Alvarez and Vientos continuing down in the minors. Maybe call up Vientos later on. September call up, right? Rosters get expanded some more, I guess, to 28 or 29. I'm not sure how the rules on that work. Um, but I think, you know, the lineup and the bench have been addressed. So I, I don't think now that there's a huge urgency to call these guys up. Um, but we'll see what happens. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, enjoy the five-game series. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to uh recap every single game because this series is going to be uh you know it's going to be good it's going to be entertaining um hopefully the loss if we lose when we lose if we lose hopefully the losses are not that bad to the point where I don't want to record and I'm like you know fuck this shit but I'm I, I'm going to I'm going to try to do it so hopefully you'll get a you know quick 5 minute 10 minute recaps uh, for the next five days or the next four days, five games in four days. Is Trevor Williams pitching one of those games, one of those Saturday doubleheaders? I would imagine so, right? Um, but I'm oh, I'm excited to see this rotation. Okay. We get to see the whole this, we get to see one through five against a rival that's three and a half games back of us. And this is perfect. We're about to see we're about to see what a real rotate rotation looks like. We got a good fucking rotation, people. Enjoy it. Catch me on the next one.